morning, everyone, and welcome to my Practice Growth Podcast, episode 103. I have one of my amazing students in Physician Liaison University joining me today and one of my good friends, Holly. Holly, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do and the journey you started on as a Physician Liaison. Hi, good morning, Kelly. Good morning, everyone. My name is Holly, and I am a physician liaison with an orthopedic practice in Houston, Texas, and I do a little bit of everything in that role. Um, Not only am I out visiting practices and cold marketing, but I also manage all of our practice and physician social media profiles. Um, I am in charge of creating networking opportunities for our physicians and opportunities for our practice to reach out to our greater communities and hopefully make a difference and become a trusted presence. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I know as physician liaisons, I love that you said that because we are all over the board sometimes with all the responsibilities that we have to do. And I know, Holly, you and I have discussed kind of balancing everything when it comes to being in the field, in front of our physicians, being events coordinator, social media manager. I mean, the list goes on. So when it came to physician liaison marketing, I know that when I first started in my role as a director of marketing, I felt like I really needed to be in the field, but I also had a lot of responsibilities behind the desk. Is that something when you joined as a physician liaison that you had challenges with as far as balance, work life, and and what are ways if you did that you feel that you do today to really help you out? Yeah, absolutely. That is one of the greatest challenges is knowing where you need to be and when you need to be and how much you need to be there. It is all about time management and you really have to look deep within yourself and know it whether or not you're good at that and if you think you might be lacking a little bit then you really got to beef up on that because yeah as a liaison you've definitely got to be in the right place at the right time and make sure that you're not letting anything that's maybe more on the social media or administrative side slack because you're out in the field but the converse is true. You definitely um, can't spend so much time in the office that you're not out there making your presence known to the other practices. So true. And I know that I have felt in the past, like I just have all this stuff to do and I need to be in front of the computer, but I know what is most important is that I've got to be building out relationships. So when you started as a liaison, did you start as a practice administrator or did you come in new for just physician liaison marketing and kind of took over this role for the practice? <laughs> you know, I came in totally green, Kelly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I came in and as a liaison, um, but my background was in grocery retail management. Oh, wow. I was a a department manager for a very large grocery retailer in Texas. Um, I probably don't know. I don't know if I can say their name so that everybody can hear it, but it's probably Texas favorite grocery retailer. And I will leave it at that. (laughs) Oh, that's crazy. But, um, you know, with having had that role, um, I was really good at 
breaking down data and knowing where my business came from, knowing where I wanted it to go and using all of that information to get me there. And it was a little different coming in, using numbers and making sales to grow a business and then coming into maybe like a, a softer side of it to, right. to building relationships rather than sales dollars. I'm sure you fit right in though, because even with your experience, I'm sure you had a lot of experience in front of different personalities with different objectives. So that is so interesting, Holly. I did not know that. That's such an awesome story because sometimes liaisons, they don't know even where to start. How do I begin as a liaison? And it really just goes to show, like you said, it was kind of something that you built professionally within yourself as far as being able to delegate, organize, gather those analytics. So I really love that because that must make your program pretty amazing. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> that is fun. So what, when you started then, so you're totally green going into this project. So what was kind of your biggest fear or hesitation, maybe hurdle that you saw when you decided to take on this new role as a physician liaison? My, my biggest fear and my biggest challenge and question was what do I not know that I don't know right um, does that make any sense no, I, I didn't know what right so I just learned to ask everybody a ton of questions and I'm I'm still doing that a year later oh yeah but it's getting it's definitely getting easier and you know I have such a great practice and our administrator is so great that they've really given me a lot of freedom to turn this role into whatever I wanted it to be. And that just made me work 10 times harder to make it fantastic. I bet just to have that support of your team can make a huge difference. And I love that you said, ask questions. So Holly is part of Physician Liaison University and how we really kind of began um, our friendship is because she's so involved and she asks so many questions. And I think we like bouncing ideas off each other now at this point, because we know each other a lot better in kind of some of our instances. And I really love that you said, ask questions. Cause don't you feel like sometimes as physician liaisons, we don't want to look stupid. We don't want to ask the wrong questions. We don't want to look like we don't know what we're talking about, but it is so important to ask questions. And I love that you said that because Holly has started so many conversations engage with so many liaisons about the things we need to start talking about even if it's not always good news just hearing someone else out there can really really help i know that it helps me even throughout the group as well Don't you absolutely <laughs> i i i think even when i joined our facebook group that i warned you that i would be the lady that asks all the questions <laughs> and and yes it is difficult because you know, when you put yourself out there and in, in front of other people and especially physicians with, with, you know, all of the knowledge and skill that they have, you hate to be the person in the room that's asking the dumb question, but, yes. you, know, but you know, it sounds so cliche, but really not asking questions is the worst thing that you can do. And you're never going to find out what you really need to know if you're not asking something. Oh, I love that. I am going to use that. That is perfect because that is so true, especially through your journey. And I loved how you just said the physicians because it is kind of intimidating sometimes when you feel like they know everything about everything when it comes to this subject. And if I ask this, is it going to just look really stupid? But 
I mean, that courage and what it takes, liaisons that don't ask questions aren't getting the information they need. And I'm definitely going to use what you just said. We have to be asking our doctors questions. They don't expect us to be clinicians. And I totally agree. Yeah. And I think for the most part, physicians are naturally teachers. They've, they've been learning things so much for such a large part of their lives that they do actually enjoy sharing that with others. So I think it kind of gives them a little boost to be able to teach and share their information with someone who is curious. Oh, I so agree. Is that something you would tell another liaison that were new, maybe green, just like you were, what would be the biggest advice you would give them? Just exactly that. Ask lots of questions. Lots. And even though it can be intimidating to be in front of the physicians, ask anyway, um, because you're going to learn so much and they really do want to share with you. Oh, so true. So do you think when you joined, I know we talked about maybe some hesitations, which is kind of not knowing what you don't know, but what was your biggest challenge once you kind of got more into the groove, you got to know some of the doctors and the practice members that you still see as a physician liaison and what are some of your wins, I guess, with that challenge? I think some of the continuing challenges are always going to be getting past the gatekeepers. When you walk in and you, you have to approach the desk, I think no matter what your frame of mind is, they're seeing you as a salesperson. Yeah. And the biggest hurdle is letting them know right away that you are not there for sales, but you are there for service. Absolutely. I love that. Yes, you're so right. We can't beat what people are seeing us or how they perceive us right away. And sometimes it's just best, like you said, let's just be honest. They probably see us as salespeople. So how are we going to change their mind? So what are ways that you kind of, I know you all will always have some difficulty with the front desk. I mean, all liaisons are going to run into that, but what are ways that you've helped you kind of get past that huge challenge of the dreaded gatekeeper? Well, I follow your advice, and it's been very, very helpful. Um, I let them know who I'm there to, who I'm there representing, why I need to speak with their physician, and that I won't take a great deal of their time. That's great. Yeah, I love that. Yes, I love that you're using some of the processes in POU too. And and has it been working? Has it been helping you out trying to get some of these meetings and face-to-face -face time you've been looking for? absolutely it's helped um you know it, like i said at the beginning i think i think every doctor's office in houston got peppered with business cards hard <laughs> and fast <laughs> because i didn't know how to stop and send the proper message and now with plu i can slow down and focus on quality and you know and then of course there's some business cards in there somewhere of course but it, it's knowing what message to be able to deliver Oh, I love hearing that. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's not always easy to face the dreaded gatekeepers. It's not always easy to know what we leave behind or how to create value, but we have to do what's easiest for us as liaisons and what feels natural. So what would you say your physician liaison style is? Um, definitely maintaining a service mentality. Like um, whenever I walk in, 
I know in my heart and in my mind that I'm there to find out how I can be of service to their staff and their physicians and how I can take their needs back to my practice and find out how we as a practice can better serve them so that at the end of the day, we are all taking better care of our patients. Uh, so true. And we talked about, Holly, you and I did before, about what we do matters. Because don't you feel like sometimes we put in all our energy, like we talked about balancing all our responsibilities and meeting with the front and designated meetings that we want to make sure that what we do matters. And I know I've talked with you about this, but patient care matters. And you never know what patient that you could have helped drive to a better care or quality care with the specialists you represent. And you really never know what lives could change because of something as simple as that. And I love that you said that. It's just about improving overall patient care. Absolutely. You know, at the end of the day, everything that we do and everyone that our practice does, everything that our practice does is about taking care of our patients. And you know, we have to remember to, to take care of ourselves and slow down and not worry so much about are we making a quota at the end of right. the day, but pacing ourselves and just focusing on that quality. Oh, yes, that's so true too, because we can get so burned out. Well, as mm -hmm. an ortho liaison, what advice do you have for other orthopedic liaisons as far as what do you think are some of the needs and wants that your referring physicians are looking for? Um, well, as an ortho liaison, I spend a lot of time with PCPs, uh, rheumatologists, neurologists, a few OB-GYNs, um, podiatrists, because we do have a, an ortho foot specialist, chiropractors, and here in Houston, we have a lot of urgent care facilities. Yes. And they're always looking for someone to, to help with spine issues. Um, rheumatoid arthritis and psoriatic arthritis are frequent visitors. Um, you know, with the spine and neurologists, there's, there's always nerve issues that need to be cared for. And even, like I said, OB-GYNs, which doesn't sound like something that an ortho would be yeah, looking that's for, but sometimes... <laughs> That 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 OB/GYN appointment may be the only doctor's appointment that a woman has in her life, and if she's you know oh. over forty and you know uh, osteoporosis is an issue, it's something that could eventually tie in. Uh, that is really creative. I have never considered that with ortho, but that is so true. I mean, how many times a year do women really see a regular doctor? And you're right, it is OBGYN. And especially as we age, there's going to be a lot of different needs and questions we have for OBGYNs. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. I love that you, did you think of that? And did you connect with your physicians and talk with them about what does it look like as an ortho liaison trying to talk with an OBGYN practice? Did they just give you glazed over eyes? Like, why are you here? <laughs> At first, but then when I, you know, explained just to, as I did to you, they right. said, oh, yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. Some of our older patients do need someone because we do get questions about osteoporosis. Oh, that is fabulous. And I'm sure you've seen some referrals because of that, because how many 
ortho doctors are even visiting or talking to these OBGYNs. So you're getting to capture some of those referrals that I don't think anyone else would have thought of. Yeah, you know, sometimes you just have to get a little creative. And if, if the connection really is there, you know, it may not bring in a, a ton of referrals. It's definitely right. not like primary care and rheumatology. Sure. Um, but, but it's a good thing to have running in the background. Oh, yes, that is such a good thought. I will definitely make sure that when I have questions to bring that up as well, because I think that's super creative and exactly what we talk about as far as finding potential referrals. And that is just exactly what that is. That is totally thinking out of the box, Holly. And I think a great way to get a little extra referrals and of course, extra revenue for the practice. So do you have an all-star physician that really helps you and sits down with you and you get to kind of have a really candid conversation with in your practice or is it multiple physicians? Well, we have nine total physicians in our Ooh, practice, practice. And, <laughs> and, and there are two that are, are very interested in our marketing agenda and that are always present. You know, we've, we've done some thank you lunches and, you know, to keep that conversation going with practices that have been just amazing at sending their patients to us for care. And these two guys have always been there. Um, visiting with lunches and showing up to events and giving me lots of feedback. So they've been great. Oh, that's great. It doesn't, it help too. It makes you feel a lot more confident and we're always going to have position in the, or physicians that are way more on board than others. So that's really cool that you found two to just kind of bounce ideas off of and really get um, busy with some of the marketing and help you out as a liaison. Yes, absolutely. I'm so grateful for their involvement. I'm sure. I'm sure you learn more when you're marketing with them than you could even learn online or with a trainer because of just how they talk and interact. It's just so amazing, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. It is. So I want to ask you a little bit about when you were green and deciding on physician these on university, what are some of the benefits that you found and what you would give advice to anyone considering joining our PLU family? Sure, Kelly. Um, what made me decide on PLU was that it was designed for the individual liaison, not for large hospital systems with teams of marketing and liaison, um, but but for the individual on their own. Because like we talked about, you can feel very alone in this role. Yeah. And like in my position, I'm the only one in marketing. Right. Um, and so I was really left to, like I said, make it what I wanted it to be, but I wanted to do it right. And I wanted to make sure that I was answering all of my questions about how I needed to manage my time how much should I be out in the field? How much should I be managing our social media and getting that guidance to make sure that I really was making the most of my time each day? Yeah, and you and, absolutely kill it with that too. I know we talked a little bit about how much you're in the field plus everything else. And that is a lot of work, Holly. And I think that's pretty amazing. You can actually organize your time like that. 
false thank you. And, you know, when I know that I'm doing a good job when everything runs pretty smoothly, when I feel <laughs> like I, I wrap up a week and I know that I've visited, you know, X number of practices and I've made X number of connections and then I have more coming towards me at the next week, then I know that I'm doing it right. Well, and I know you mentioned too that you kind of like the idea of kind of expanding the local network with your practice, doing like open houses and events. Do you do a lot of CMEs or continuing medical education courses for local referral no. providers? Could be a good we've idea. Not done, we've not done that. I think I'm discovering that in this role, my my passion is getting us out there in the community. Right. Um, we recently had a health expo that we participated in and we killed it. Yes. And I love hearing it. It was that. so exciting. Oh, yeah. And I enjoyed it so much. Was it an outdoor expo? So you got to see other practices in the community? It was a little bit of everything. Oh. Um, we were we were out in a large, it was a larger community event, but then they had a health expo within that community event. So we got to see other um, hospitals, we got to see retirement communities, um, really a great audience and a great community. And it was so wonderful to see everyone there. Oh, I love that. You have to keep me posted. If you guys do some more of that, I'd love to share that with anyone else on the social media profiles because that's so true. It can be a lot more fun too, because we're so used to being in our car and having these really rigid meetings sometimes and being able to do a community event, you kind of feel like this is what it's all about. And I really love that you completely organize that for your practice. And that had to be something totally different than what you were doing before. And it sounds like it was a huge success. Yeah, it was different, but you know, I, yeah, I enjoyed it so much. So what advice would you have for other liaisons, just like you said, that want to kind of use their talents with community outreach and help get their practice on board or get involved in something similar to what you did? So how to get involved? Yeah, like how did you talk about this with your physicians and get them on board? And, and what was the workload? Was it too much? I mean, I know it was definitely a lot of time trying to organize it all, but is it completely doable for other liaisons that want to do this? Absolutely, it's doable. Don't be intimidated by coordinating larger events. The key to that is planning way in advance. That's okay. my advice. Don't, don't think of it as too big. Just plan and plan a lot and then plan some more. <laughs> <laughs> of course, because you don't want to overwhelm yourself. Well, yes. Um, our, our physicians were totally on board. Um, our administrator has been great and totally supportive about getting us out there. Um, we had a ton of staff that volunteered and, you know, you just have to break every section down into smaller right. parts. And, and back to having the right people in the right place at the right time. Oh, yes. So what do you think is the biggest difference that you coming on board, taking this journey has done for your practice and for you professionally? Well, for me, I feel like it's made me grow so much personally. Um, I've learned so many things just being out there on my own and kind of 
getting past my my own fears um asking the questions I was terrified of asking questions oh really I would never guess that yeah I was afraid of asking the questions but now I think I'm I'm good with that I just have I'm I'm fine with asking lots of questions and and that's key to learning something new and um to be totally honest, I was a little intimidated by all of the driving that I was going to have to do. Oh my you know, gosh, a totally running, to that. A running <laughs> joke in Houston that Houston is an hour away from Houston. And <laughs> that's very and I was intimidated. That. That's true. I was intimidated by it. And but you know, you have to push yourself outside of your comfort zone and oh. <laughs> get out there and just and just grab onto it tight and keep going. Oh, that's such a funny point that you brought up because I totally relate to that. I have mentioned to you that I am completely navigationally challenged and that is terrible (laughs) for liaison. And I thought driving was daunting too, but I love that you mentioned that. It's something we don't talk about ever is how do we really feel about driving all over town? But yeah, I guess you're right. You just kind of get in that headset and or mindset and you're just, you know, pushing forward and we got other things to do today than worry about driving. So yeah. I like that too. Mm-hmm. Houston's an hour from Houston. I get that here in Elena as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything you want to share on your journey or about your practice as far as maybe patients looking for specialized care through your practice and your physicians? Um, feel free to share anything either personal or practice related. I know my audience would love to hear it. Um, Well, like I said, it's an orthopedic practice. Um, We are called KSF Orthopedic Center in Houston, and we have nine orthopedic surgeons. Um, We are able to treat everything from the neck down to your toes. We have two spine specialists. We have a hand, wrist, and elbow specialist, foot and ankle, uh, knee and shoulder specialists. Oh, that's awesome. And is there anywhere they can visit if they want to schedule an appointment or reach out to somebody from your office about scheduling an appointment with your physicians to help with any of those treatments? Sure. Um, You can reach out both by our website and by telephone. Our website is www.ksfortho.com. And our Houston number is 281-440-6960. Thanks for sharing, Holly. That was so much fun to talk to somebody who just really took a huge career change and went into physician liaison marketing. And I think the key of this whole podcast, and I'm going to use this and we're definitely going to have to title it this because it is so true. And I think even getting to know you even more is I love how you talk about asking questions because I know we talk about that in position leads on university, but you really have embodied that. And I think that is some of the best advice you could give. And you, Holly always asks great questions. She's bold. She gets out there. And I think it's one of your best qualities. And I'm a little jealous because when I started as a liaison, I don't even think I had enough insight for myself to be able to ask enough questions And I hope that liaisons listening today could really hear that message because 
it's not about looking silly or looking stupid. And like you said, asking questions is the key to learning. Ugh, that's great. I really love it. Well, thank you, Kelly. I've definitely enjoyed our time together, and I appreciate everything that you bring to us in Physician Liaison University. It has been a total game changer for me. Oh, I love hearing that. And it has been a game changer to get to know you too, because you are such an amazing conversation starter. You've really helped other liaisons in the group. And one of my favorite things to do with you, Holly, is bounce ideas back and forth. And I know that we'll probably continue doing this as we go on in our journey. And we have new challenges. Absolutely, we will. And new people to the group. I'm going to be start, or I'm going to start messaging you. Like, what do you think? How should we approach this? You know, making them feel comfortable. So I am so happy you joined me today. And for any of you looking to connect with Holly or her practice, please check out the link with this podcast. And I know we're going to be sharing this on social media. And we want you all to know that we want a community of physician liaisons. And it's okay to share your stories, your wins, and your challenges. We need to get this conversation started. And is there anything else you want to add, Holly? I think we've covered it today. Thank you so much for having me today, Kelly. I really appreciate your time and I love our conversations. I really hope that we keep it going. Absolutely. All right. Well, we are signing off. So thank you guys so much for joining today's podcast, the Practice Growth Podcast, and look out for next week's episode. Have a great day. 